so you react in the same way you parent in the same way that you have been parented respectfully i'm just trying not to break down while i'm making you tacos and i have to like spend seven hours just organizing a babysitter for 30 minutes of free time you're the one providing and then when you can't provide you feel like you have no value to add we instinctively just assume that we are the we are the primary carers it's the foresight that you don't have but can you get it intuition is that is like the divine feminine you've quickly realized your life is different to before long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray but trying as it is we wouldn't have it any other way let's remove the stigma talk candidly and have some fun the more you listen the more you'll realize you're not the only one Right here, I promise, is where you'll find a safe space. So if you're looking for some mum life balance, you've come to the right place. So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. So the time has come for us to wrap up yet another season. To be honest with you, I didn't want to do it this quickly, but this season has been full of disjointed recordings thanks to lockdowns and Christmas is fast approaching, so it just makes sense. But you better believe we're going out with a bang. Today's guest is someone who has joined me once before and she is full of chat. This episode is definitely a mixed bag. We talk about the mental load of motherhood, the mental health of a mother, and also a little bit about spirituality which in itself goes to prove that there are a lot of modalities to being a mom. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. I have a fabulous guest with me today who I have loaded up with two glasses of champagne, (laughs) Prosecco, whatever you want to call it. Maybe we need to do one more. Oh, maybe we do. I have the amazing Mickey Fisher. Welcome. Hello. I don't know why I'm singing. I tend to do that <laughs> around you. Let's all sing. We'll sing our answers. The entire podcast will be done as a musical. Um, the difference is I cannot sing, but I can drink champagne. Um, <laughs> if you have not heard the episode from Mickey, she was on um, last season, on the season before, I don't know, the seasons are all blur, One but it was them. entitled The Foul Mouth Hype Girl. You need to have a listen because um, it is fantastic. But she's joined me here today. We have the beautiful Woody in the background who is currently playing on some very noisy toys speaking of musical but there is some musical notes and terms going on in the background she is reciting her own um she's had a little bit of wind too so i promise you that is not us if yes. it comes through um, but thank you so much for joining me again well thank you for having me again. over for champagne and um, then putting a microphone in front of my face no. i'm quite sure we use podcasts as an excuse just to catch up and call yeah. it work uh, we've done that a number like a number of times and i'm here for it um before we kick into our conversation which we're going to sort of touch a lot on the mental health space again but also something we didn't get to cover off last time which everybody is obsessed with is spirituality and Mm. delving into that side of things but i think the thing with when someone sees people on instagram they are like oh you know, her life is so amazing and mine is so normal and I bet she doesn't go through what I go through, but you've got three kids now. Is there a time or a moment where you go, have kids, they said? Like, this is the epitome of mum life. Oh, God. How do you choose one? Um, (laughs) Well, I have a teenager who is in the body of an almost five-year-old. Yep, can attest to that. She absolutely is. Yes, and she is basically just trying to um, just really make me check myself because, you know, like there's been so many moments where I'm like, I'm not this, I'm pretty good at this parenting thing. I've got this all sorted. And then she um, just shows up in a way where it's like, I have to consider a parenting course (laughs) where it's like, oh, hold on, um, I'm actually responding like a child, so I need to learn how to be the parent in this situation. Um, or, you know, a two-year-old who just – just the volume of two-year-olds mm. is, like, so much. It's yeah. a lot. Um, but, yeah, so, like, every fucking day, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> And I'm quite sure Maddie just quietly made me question my own parenting when we had coffee and she was like, 
looking after Archer and was like, can you just kindly step aside? Because oh. I have arrived and I'm here to do my job. She's but so you're not doing it adequately. She literally, she if she could be on the birth certificate, on Woody's birth certificate as the mother, if she could breastfeed her, she would. She literally, and this actually happened this morning and happens every single day. Mummy, Marley's nappy, he's done a poo. You need to change it. Darling, I'm just, I'm still trying to finish that last task that you asked me about. I'm mm. getting you lunch. I'll get Marley's nappy in a second, three seconds later. Mum, his nappy, you need to change it right now. And I'm like, you need to step the fuck down <laughs> and remember who you are. Yeah. <laughs> remember your position. I made you and I can break you. Hello. You're four. You, you are four. To calm down. I'm, tw- I'm almost 30 years old. I um, I don't answer to you and yet and yet I do. Yeah. That's the You keep telling yourself. <laughs> it's so funny. And I think that that's the realism that we need because we're all just, we're all just swimming, right? Oh and these God, kids absolutely. are literally dominating us in so many ways they are they're just like they i feel like they're just constantly showing up and being like be better be better be better and sometimes when you have the space to be like okay what are you trying to show me how can i show up better for you what kind of mirror are you bringing to me right now then you can be that conscious parent but a lot of the time you've got a lot of fucking shit going on so you're just like can you stop being a bitch <laughs> for three seconds? I love you, but why are you making me want to cry? <laughs> oh my god! And it is like we're so often in survival mode, and that is yeah. like I'm speaking my own truth right now. In oh yeah, you have mode. three children. All I do. Of a sudden. One is a grown man on a, what he calls a wheelie nearly. <laughs> he is broken, <laughs> and I am just like trying to survive. And Peyton will be. Bless her cotton socks, but she's so inquisitive and she'll learn about something new at school. And she's giving me like a 12 hour lecture on a fish that she wants to adopt. And I'm like, respectfully, I'm just trying not to break down while I'm making you tacos. (laughs) So I love this for you and I love this journey of education, but I don't have any space. I don't want to. Not not for her, just like the information that you're trying to jam into my brain. I have nothing. I have no space left. And you're like, on the outside, you're like, darling, maybe we'll think about it later. But on the inside, you're like, never over my dead body are we getting a fish. I cannot even consider a fish right now. I cannot consider a fish. Something else I always think about, like, especially with Maddie at the moment, speaking about just the the amount of information that they give you. It's a lot. Well, she's almost five, so she just has a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of questions. And yeah. I respect those questions. I appreciate them. And I love that I'm, like, there to help it develop and blah, 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 you know, all that shit. Um, but I have actually taught her so much wrong information because I'm not really listening yeah um and I just would like it on the record now that (laughs) I'm sorry darling that I've fucked you up a little bit um we need examples (laughs) I need to know exactly what misinformation she's going into the world it's just the sorts of things where it's like mummy are tennis balls made out of fur from animals and you're like trying to deal with it. And this is like the 18th question she's asked you in the in like the last 60 seconds. Yep. So I just get to a point where I go, yep, sure. Mm. Yep, sure. That's exactly, yes. Yep, yes, 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 yes. And she's like, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> she's just like fucking off with this information that is completely inaccurate. But you know that she's going up to random children and she's like that tennis ball was once a cat like she is literally spreading your misinformation because that's what they do that's what they do a hundred percent and she'll like she'll regurgitate it back to me she'll be like but you told me and i'll be like well fuck (laughs) yes i did did. please don't use my own words against me (laughs) mummy actually has no fucking idea I do not know the answer to your question. Ask Auntie Google, girl. <laughs> yes. Ask Auntie Google. She's very knowledgeable. Oh, I, I sometimes think about that, though. I'm like, are we qualified enough to be parents? Because <laughs> prime example, Peyton is like really quite into the solar system. I love that. Do you think I can tell her what names the planets are no she can tell me <laughs> but do i know if she's like is this in this and what orbits this i was like 
doll. Just, oh. Again, I'm just trying to make tacos. They think that we're so just, much smarter than we yeah. are. In fact, it's incredibly humbling because I've come to realize that I'm a lot I'm a lot stupider. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> yeah. That's a really I, bad I example. That's a I perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as smart as I thought I was. And there's a lot of information that I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Chris and I have very different brains. He's very mechanically minded, very logical. So I'm always like, daddy knows the answer. <laughs> whatever it is, daddy knows the answer. And whatever it is, guaranteed mummy doesn't. Like yeah. if you're like, mum, what is this musical about? who won the Tony award for it? When was it? Who directed it? Well, they, like, I'm like, Dal, I'm your girl. Like I can give you those answers. If you're mm. like, what, um, like, what does a meter look like? I'll be like too much. Absolutely you're going to have to go to daddy about that. No. And we're, I, I actually feel like though, that is the ideal relationship because that is Dan and I as well. I'm like yeah. if we go to trivia, I'm like, I am not historical. I'm not good with geography. Mm-mm. You want to ask me about a Kardashian? You better believe you want me on, on your <laughs> yes. team. You better believe I'm going to thrive in that area. Yeah. What What is this? Like, what lyric is this Taylor Swift song from? I can tell you because I can guarantee <laughs> I've cried to it. Like, this is these are the elements that I bring to the relationship. Um, and it works out fine. It's, it's all a balancing act, right? And maybe I didn't do so well in school. Maybe that's not the information that they were looking mm-hmm. for in English. But I'm thriving in today's society. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Absolutely. <laughs> So talking about thriving, I mean, you're not just going to listen to us talk about the Kardashians and Taylor Swift and musicals um, for the next however long. I mean, we could. We We could. could. I feel like that could be a bonus episode. But talking about thriving, I think one of those massive things as a parent is, I guess, trying to figure out not only who you are, but to work through those issues that you have and those, those experiences that you've had who brought you to who you are and where you are today. Mm-hmm. to make sure we're not passing on that damage to our children. And it sounds quite dramatic when you say it, but children are such sponges. You know, mm-hmm. they take in everything and how we act and react in situations is very much going to be passed down to them because that's who they mimic. That's who they evolve into. Mm-hmm. And you and I have spoken many a time about the importance of mental health <laughs> and you're doing a lot in that space. How valuable do you see it as a parent to get your shit together for the sake of your kids? I think becoming a parent is really what, um, not just like, it doesn't just kickstart it or it doesn't just sort of like force you into it. But I guess in a way it does. Cause I know, I think we were sort of discussing even off microphone, mm-hmm. um, earlier about how a lot of our childhood traumas, especially, so many things come up when when you're a parent one the way that you parent you parent like you were parented so yeah if your mum was a yeller you'll often find that you are as well because you just that's all you know that's all you've been taught so you react in the same way you parent in the same way that you have been parented because it's all that you know yeah um so there's a lot of healing there and I think a lot of it is subconscious too. You don't oh, you don't realize, or you unconsciously doing these things, and then it's those moments where you go, "Oh my god, I sound like my mother." Oh my god, yes. And those mo- and they're very confronting because you mm-hmm. you know perhaps didn't enjoy that element of your parents' parenting, and then mm-hmm. you find yourself doing it, and you're like, "Oh, how did we get here?" A hundred percent, yeah, like. Even like a really big one, especially for, you know, our generation is we're recognizing that our parents' generation and like all of those before just really like played the martyr. It was very like martyrdom was such a huge thing. Like mummy mm. always does everything. I'm the only one that does anything around here. Yeah. I do like I sacrifice this, that and the other thing because that's just how it was done, especially like the generation before us, I think was when it was sort of leading into more women were working, you know, there were more working women and they weren't just being the parents and all this kind of stuff, but they were still that like that patriarchy was so dominant and it was still that like the woman runs the house, the woman does this, the woman does that, you know? So they did genuinely yeah. do, do it all, do fucking everything. Yeah. Um, but I think we're starting to step into a space and I know this is just something even for me personally that 
as like a relationship, we're recognizing like we're recognizing even just how deeply that runs and how deeply ingrained it is. Like, especially in me, like I'll often find myself just slipping into that martyrdom. And then I Mm. sit there and I recognize and go, I actually can change this. Yeah. Or like, I don't have to give in to this. I don't have to be a part. I don't have to be a martyr. Mm. If I'm sitting there going, I'm doing everything. What I really have to say is, you need to fucking help me. Yeah. This is what I need you to do. I'm going for a run. I'm doing this because I am touched out. I'm this, I'm that. It is unfair and you need to step up here, here, here and here. And, and then it's, it's hard to find that voice though, right? Because totally. it's so ingrained in us. And really ingrained. you and I are both very blessed that our partners are beautiful yep. and helpful and supportive. Not cunty. Not cunty whatsoever. <laughs> um, or maybe sometimes. No. <laughs> but but who, who are willing to help. But I totally. feel like it's not only ingrained in us, it's ingrained in them. You know, yes. their generation yep. of mm-hmm. parents are exactly the same as ours where mum did everything but dad just let her mm-hmm. and it's not like an intentional thing but if you're just sitting back enjoying life and everything's being done for you I mean why why would you ta- yeah. like why would you recognize anything different or spark that interest to go actually this shouldn't be the way that it is totally and I feel like um even for us lately, there's just been this recognition of how many layers there are and how deep that patriarchal structure really goes. Because mm. it's like, oh, yeah, we've got that real 50-50, share everything. And then it's like, hold on, how come we just assume that it's my job to do A, B, C, and D? How can we just assume that it's my job to organize daycare or a babysitter or anything so that I can do something? When you, if you want to do something, you just fuck off and do it. Yeah. And I pick up the pieces. And I pick up the pieces. But yep. for me to do something, I have to move heaven and earth and ask like half the royal family whether they're free that day and can come and look after my children for two hours just so I can go and get my pussy waxed or whatever it is, you know, like. Priorities. <laughs> Priorities, yes. whatever it is, you know. But And I have to, like, spend seven hours just organizing a babysitter mm-hmm. for 30 minutes of free time. Yeah. And it's not until you sort of recognize that and you're like, hold on, that doesn't have to be my shit. Yeah. And you go, okay, I want this amount. I need to do this. So you need to sort such and such out so mm-hmm. I can fucking do that. Yeah. Because it's not just my responsibility. Yeah. Because you just assume it is as well. Totally. And it's a natural thing. You just mm-hmm. you take on that burden. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that. It was my hen's party last weekend and majority of my friends are mums. Yeah. And so the assumption is that, you know, that the kids are going to be with the dad. Now, I have a broken dad and <laughs> he can't do anything. Um, and, we, you know, that was a conversation because mm-hmm. I, even though I was like I had passed on that responsibility – it was, I still felt the burden of it because mm-hmm. I had to make sure that, okay, but is it, have you organized for this period of time? And is it sufficient? Who have you organized and blah, 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 blah. And are they going to be here on time? And, mm-hmm. and then it would automatically be assumed that if it wasn't, it would then become my problem. 100%. And it was, and that was replicated across a number of my friends because mm-hmm. we just instinctively do it and it's yes fucked. we instinctively like we instinctively just assume that we are the we are the primary carers yes over them yeah which is like unfair for everyone you know and it's like such a conversation that you have to have and you know like a, a willing conversation as well and if like your partner's not even willing to be involved in that mm. conversation then mm. that probably speaks volumes just yep. in itself yeah but because i know for chris it's like for both of us, I have the recognition or he has the recognition and it's something that he's like, well, shit, I'm so sorry. Like I just didn't even, yep. didn't even cross my mind. And I'm like, isn't that the fucking problem right there? Yeah. Is that it hasn't even crossed your mind to it's go. the foresight ah. that you don't have. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but can you get it? Yeah. Can you get it? <laughs> Do you get it now that yeah. you can just, because especially like ever since even having a third child and we're like, you know, trying to do things for ourselves or whatever. And I'm like wild for me to do something for myself (laughs) I have to move heaven and earth for Mm -hmm. it to happen Mm -hmm. you just get up in the morning and you go yeah for you to go to work you just 
get up in the morning and you go. For me to go to work, I have to organise daycare, I have to organise sitters, I have to organise nanny, I have to organise what the nanny's doing, I have to make sure lunch is made, I have to make sure that everyone's got food, I have to make sure that, you know, appointments are being sorted, all this sort of shit. Mm. And I'm like, I actually am running out of hours in my life. <laughs> and if the nanny doesn't turn up, well, then your day's fucked. Yes. It's then I have completely to reschedule. Gone. I have to reschedule yeah. this. I have to reschedule that. I personally have never taken a sick day <laughs> in the whole time that I've had children. I've got a lot of hours. <laughs> I've got a lot of hours and I'm <laughs> not able to use them. And we're all fucking off to Bali in a year's time when we're allowed and we are going over there and we're using our sick days, now holiday days, and we've got probably about seven years yeah. worked up that we've yeah. got to use. Oh, my God. The accuracy. (laughs) But it does beg the point of why, and I talk about this a lot, the mental load of being a mother Mm -hmm. is insane. And we're not going to go into that too much today because I think... definitely already straight. We have talked about it and I think everybody knows it. It's one of those big things. But this is the key, I think, to having that balance in that you don't have to go and see a psychologist every week and you don't have to you know, launch into this whole normality of what we think mental health looks like. This it's, it's such an evolution, right? It's so different in this day and age. And you're mm-hmm. a very spiritual person. Yeah. And I thought you were the perfect person to talk about with this because with that mental load comes trauma and healing. And look, we're all fucked up. Totally. It looks different on everyone. 100%. But we've all got issues. And the people that you don't expect to have, to have the amount of trauma that they have, are often the ones like you just you don't yeah. you don't even know and the thing is like something else I've also I mean like we've totally I've strayed a lot but you know like I was saying before like parenting just really show brings up so much stuff for oh, you God. brings up all your childhood traumas I notice it for me in like especially my eldest daughter because mm-hmm. she'll get to an age and I'll be like me at three years old all the traumas from me as a three-year-old just come flooding back. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fearful for her. I'm like putting my fears mm-hmm. onto her. Mm-hmm. You know, she turns and I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, time to see therapist again. Back we are. Hello. Um, I know that we thought we dealt with a lot of stuff and I was like, all good. And I'm so aware of my feelings and I'm so above needing any more healing um but then turns out there was this really huge fucking trauma that I just thought that I was like it wasn't really that big of a deal anyway we're back um (laughs) here (laughs) do you have six sessions available a week for the next 10 months and this is the thing we were talking about off air is that you put all these little things in a box totally, and or sometimes you're not even aware of them and you don't no. even know what they exist, but no. they trigger you. Mm-hmm. But these things that go into a box and then something brings them to the surface and it could be the most random thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got these vivid memories of a time that was maybe not so great mm-hmm. and you've gone, well, shit. Yes, it's in the past, but it affects the present. And yes. it's all about like trying to navigate that, right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, you know, healing and that whole journey from a spiritual perspective, do you have like one particular path that you've found really has helped you or what is it that you've resonated most with? I always, the way that I sort of look at it as for me, it's like the spiritual healing side of it. And like the spiritual stuff is like my soul healing, Mm. you know, there's past lives, there's Um, there's trapped emotions, there's trapped this, there's trapped that. There's things that my soul needs to heal, very unconscious stuff. Um, And so that's what the spiritual side of things is really good for, you know, whether it's Reiki, energy healing, there's, you know, a range of modalities, even just within yourself, communicating with your own spiritual team or whatever it is. But then things like counseling, kinesiology, the real like three-dimensional stuff, um, you know, therapies are so equally important because that's healing your human, which is really important. 
because although you are a soul, you're a soul in a human body and you're just a little human having a little human experience. And you know, often like when you don't have that perspective of like, look at little me just doing little dumb human shit, being a stupid little human. And I'm, I look at myself sometimes, my little human, I'm like, look how cute you are. <laughs> look at the shit you've done and the things that you've agreed to. And I remember that time where you just was so, like you got super drunk off this and you ended up here and like and and like you know you get to a stage where you just I think we just we we hold so much shame around it because we put so much pressure on our human Mm. because we're like this is it you've got one shot this is everything yeah but then that's where the spiritual side is so empowering and like the spiritual side also looks really different for everyone the other week it was just felt like for me, it was one thing after another, like personally and physically with Dan and whatnot. And I was like, mm-hmm. who is controlling my sim? Who is the one person that's like controlling <laughs> yes. my sim and making them do all this dumb shit? Because it's, I've had quite enough. Like it's funny. It's entertaining. Love that for you. Yeah. But please stop like putting me in stop. a pool and taking the <laughs> ladder out. Like walking into a wall over here. <laughs> yeah. Just stop it. Stop setting me on fire. I think though, to your point, like I had Reiki earlier in the week and we've sort of had a conversation about that. It is around finding a way to navigate through all that deep shit without completely being overwhelmed by it. Totally. And, you know, for anybody who hasn't experienced something like Reiki, it is about tapping into those emotions and Mm -hmm. those memories that perhaps you haven't unlocked and in a very gentle environment. Really gentle. But we need to release them, right? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it impacts everything. And there's also a real difference. There's some things that you've experienced and traumas that you hold in your body and like even in your consciousness that you, well, actually like in your subconsciousness, there's a lot of traumas that we hold that we actually don't even need to know what they are Mm. we don't need to go into them we don't need to re-experience them we don't need to do anything like that we just need to recognize they're there and then we need to just clear them which is another like another reason why things like reiki or any sort of energetic healing spiritual recognition whatever that's really good for yeah but then there are things that you have to your human has to re-experience you have to remember it you have to really like be present with it because maybe you weren't really properly present with it at the time or you know you have to maybe there's still a lesson in it Mm. that you haven't let you haven't yet learned and maybe now's the perfect time for you to be learning it too because the other thing is we need to remember is that our bodies are really fucking clever our brains are incredibly clever and they don't just shelve things to hurt us Mm. they don't just like put the you know we sit there going like oh I'm so the way that I deal with things is so wrong I just push things down so I don't have to deal with them I just ignore it or I've just I'm so this I'm so that no 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 you're so perfect your body is so amazing you are just so you're you love yourself so much that you go now's not the time Mm, we mm -hmm. actually can't deal with this right now we're very capable of dealing with it we have all the tools available to us we we can do it now is not the time we're going to protect ourselves and that's a really beautiful thing that I always remind myself and like remind you know try to remind other people is that you're not broken you're not there's not something wrong with you you're not fucked up you're not just like you know all of these things you're so perfect and the way that your mind and your body has handled things is also perfect Mm. because how beautiful that it loves you so much that it's protected you how beautiful that like the way that you respond to situations is because your body's just and your mind has been protecting you Mm. you know and I think like healing isn't so much about like getting into those traumas and figuring out what they are and like you know like coming back to that it's like it's sitting there and going like okay I have the space to appreciate how my body has protected me and now I just want to sort of figure out what how it's protecting me what it's doing where in my life it's been protecting me and how that's like playing out and just becoming aware and like remembering that and being like okay I'm very aware that I respond to situations like this because of such and such Mm. you know and always it's just defense mechanism it's just us protecting ourselves 
Okay, I'm aware of that now. So I can deal with that now because I actually have the space to do it. And I'm going to work with a therapist or I'm going to work with a spiritual healer. I'm going to work with a whoever or just myself if I feel like that's enough. And I have the space to break that down because, you know, even though it is protective, people pleasing is a really perfect example of that. Mm. You know, everyone's like so many of us are people pleasers, oh, but that's, that's absolutely just me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm recovering. I'm, I'm also recovering. recovering. <laughs> I would almost go as far as to say I'm almost recovered um, because like the reason that a lot of us people please is because we depended on other people to keep us safe. Mm. And how we treated that person or how, like, that person relied on how we felt yes, yeah. for them to determine our safety. Yeah. So a lot of, like, how we react all comes down to, like, us trying to keep ourselves safe. Because that's what, you know, human bodies do is we're constantly just trying to find mm-hmm. that homeostasis. I think it's so interesting that you say that because... When you, when you do start to learn more about that stuff, it does impact the way that you relate to not only yourself and other people, but particularly your children. And yes. a big thing yeah. for me as a people pleaser is, um, and I read something around it that, yeah, it said, said essentially that, that you are so conditioned to trying to control other people's emotions mm-hmm. because you, you just want to fix it. Like you want yes. to make it better and perhaps that person relied on you too or you felt the burden of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm always really conscious with Peyton particularly because she's at an age where she absorbs all this stuff. Mm-hmm. In saying to her, like, I understand that you you know that I'm stressed or I'm angry or I'm sad and I I want to allow you to feel something for that because I think she's quite empathetic like I am, mm-hmm. but it's not your responsibility to fix 100%. it. Mm-hmm. And I think verbalizing that to our children it's very important because, totally. you know, otherwise we do. We grow up with these burdens and you, you do the best with what you have at the time. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's what our parents did. But just oh, understanding 100%. that there's a disconnect between my emotions and your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's such a big thing. Like even just recognizing that just in general, because, yeah. you know, even when it comes to people pleasing, I know even like with Chris for so long I was like Chris is upset it must be oh me oh god me too yes and I, feel I like still sometimes incredibly. do that and you have to sit there and go okay it's not my job like because we all have shit days we yeah. all have times yeah. where we're feeling shitty doesn't mean that like it's your fault that yeah. I feel like crap yeah it's just that I feel like crap and I want to feel like crap I just want to I need the space to to feel my feelings to be in it to be angry or whatever happened at work or whatever it is but learning to hold space for that and without shame and that starts with us first going like being able to hold space for our own emotions without shame is the biggest thing you know because I think shame like the shame is probably the biggest you know one of the biggest perpetrators in all of this is because the reason that you don't want to feel certain things anger for example which Mm -hmm. comes up a lot as a mother before I was a mum, I was like, I'm not an angry person. I don't even think that I feel the, the emotion anger. What do I have to be angry about? I literally used to say that. I was like, I'm just not an angry person. I literally don't even think I feel anger. And then I became a mum and I felt Guys. anger all the time. I was like, why am I angry at my one and a half year old? Yeah. Yep. They're infuriating. And, and then you go, shame. I'm a bad mum. Yep. I shouldn't be feeling angry. Yep. They're a child. How on earth am I angry at them? Well, I should not be feeling angry right now. And I'm, a, especially as a woman as well, you know, we're very shamed when it comes to anger as emotion. And a lot of the time as well, you know, the reason that we shame anger specifically is because we've always, we've always attached it to violence as mm. well. Mm-hmm. And like we've attached it to a very unhealthy anger yeah whereas like anger is beautiful anger is also passion Mm. anger is also like showing up so authentically you know sometimes what I used to be like I never feel angry I am basically (laughs) like just a buddhist um and now I find so much power in it because Mm. that's also what makes me go I'm angry so I need to change something yeah I need to step up I need to say no I need to say yes. I need to say no to this person and yes to myself. I need to say no to this. I need to ask for help, you know? So like just taking the shame away from those things, 
then gives you the ability to with your children with friends with people and because you're able to have more compassion you know for other people going through their shit because you're able to separate yourself and go you've got shit going on and I just like I'm going to give you what you need and take myself out of it because I recognize that it's not about me and I don't need you to feel happy for me to feel safe. Mm. I can feel safe and you can still feel angry. You can still feel shitty. You can still feel like you want to, you know, run people over in your head. That's fine. But I'm safe in myself and I'm safe. So that's fine. And you can feel that. And I'm going to hold space for that. (gasps) (laughs) That is so fucking powerful as a people pleaser to be able to set those boundaries and disconnect Mm -hmm. from that responsibility to still have that notion that I'm okay. I don't need you to be okay for me to be okay. A hundred percent. That's massive. And especially like in, you see it in friend circles. Like, you know, I used to have so many friends that depended on like me responding, me being this, Mm -hmm. I need this, I need you for me to feel good. I need you to do such and such for me to feel loved. I need such and such where it's like, no, it's not my responsibility. It's not my responsibility. We should all be able to show up as we are completely honestly Mm. and you should be able to show up as you are completely and honestly and that's enough I don't need you like if you're going through shit I don't need you to be Mm. constantly reassuring me so I feel okay yeah about your situation yeah that's fucked (laughs) <laughs> and it comes back to that burden piece because yeah. we feel like, you know, we feel that guilt and that shame around I'm not okay or like particularly if you're the one who's always giving or you're the mm-hmm. one who's funny or whatever the case is, you're the one providing and then when you can't provide, you feel like you have no value to add. And so it's important to normalize that not and this is the thing not everyone is okay all the time and (laughs) no one is okay all the time just like (laughs) it doesn't matter who you are I'm pretty sure I haven't met the Dalai Lama personally or like Oprah but I'm pretty sure they're not okay all the time otherwise they would have like literally um just like evolved and been so enlightened they would have actually disappeared and just dissipated into spirit I feel like that's that's a strong possibility. But <laughs> yeah. it is. We and I think we are getting better at normalizing, you know, bad days and totally. particularly in motherhood, you know, we're being more open about it, but there's still a lot of shame attached and there's still a mm-hmm. lot of judgment attached and that's from both ourselves and from the outside world. Um now you've also been really open about the fact that you're quite spiritual and you know, you and I will have conversations and you're like, I can see this <laughs> And it is amazing, but confronting. Like, how do you even begin to explain what the fuck is going on with you? And I'm very open to spirituality. Like, Mm -hmm. I I like all those modalities, but I don't don't talk to spirit guides and I don't, you know, connect with the other side. Where do you, like, where do you start? When did it start? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've always... I remember as a kid, I would like see things or know things. And I was like, I wonder whether everyone else sees this too. Um, what, like, like the guy out of The Sixth Sense? Like, I see dead people. Oh, yeah. Was it that vivid? <laughs> no, it was I've just never, like... I've never... It was in my... I, I actually just, like, even now I can vividly remember myself as a child seeing things in my third eye. I would see images, pictures, colours. I would get information. And, like, I remember... And, you know, when people are, like, in your third eye... As an adult, I remember hearing people being like, open up your third eye. And I was like trying to just literally picture this eye in the middle of my face opening up and I'm like how the fuck does this thing open what are you cunts talking about I don't have the password I only have two eyeballs (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) um but what it really means is like in your head you see in your head yeah it's just like when you close your eyes and you have dreams that's your third eye for me anyway. And this is all my experience. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because I don't know, like, you know, maybe a psychic is listening to this and like, is this bitch for real? But this is the thing I think we were talking about before is that you're, 
you've never said I'm a psychic. No. And I can see the future and I can predict things or I no. can, um, or even as a medium, like there's very different. I think that's what we revert to. We're like, yeah. oh, you're spiritual. So you can talk to dead people. Yeah. So your grandmother's sitting on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> but, but is she? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not just like. Can you tell me the lotto ticket? Like numbers? I, I yeah, need how to know I have some useful won? information. Um, I. It's so like the spirit, the whole spiritual thing. Oh my god! Like even just even just thinking about it, it's like there's so much information within a sentence. Like mm-hmm. there's just it's so grey. There's so well, it's not. It's a rainbow. It's this huge rainbow, and it looks so different for everyone because I think people forget that the physical realm is spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's all spiritual. You know, people are like, I, I just want to be able to connect. How do I do it? I'm like, ask say give me a sign and if you're like is that it but I'm not sure you know is that what or am I hearing this or am I hearing things it is it is you just it's about like trusting it's about like an intuition a hundred percent and I think intuition is like the most that is like the divine feminine Mm -hmm. and as a society we've just been like programmed in this patriarchal taken so far away from that intuition because I think that the patriarchy is aware of how powerful it is because intuition doesn't need information Mm. it just knows yeah women all like you know childbearing people sorry make a child do you know how you're doing it are you literally thinking (laughs) about every single intricate thing are you telling your body consciously to do everything it's doing to make that child Mm. Or do you just do it? Yeah. That's, that's intuition. Analogy. I remember hearing someone saying like the masculine energy, like a, a, a child who is like more in their masculine, masculine and feminine, by the way, have nothing to do with male, female. A child in their masculine will see a butterfly and they'll have to, they'll want to pick it apart to see how it works. Why? What's involved? What's inside of it? Feminine energy just knows. It doesn't need to pull pull it apart. It just mm-hmm. knows of the the. It just it understands life, and you know that's exactly sort of what that intuition is. When they when we sit there questioning, all the questions that we have are just us trying to affirm the answer we already know. Mm. We're just looking for someone to give us guidance and give us the answer to something we already know. We've known it forever. <laughs> actually sitting there and trusting like and I've got goosebumps but it's sitting there and trusting and going like that's it mm. that's all I need to know and it doesn't need to look logical it doesn't need to look anything it doesn't need to look perfect or polished I don't need to see a, I don't need to see my grandmother standing in front of me to know that she's actually there mm. me going I'm pretty sure she's here or me feeling something me smelling something me hearing a song me me just going I'm pretty sure that was her that was her that's it that's enough so when you talk about spirit guides and having yeah. conversations, where does that differentiate from intuition or is it just an evolution of that? I mean, there's so many, not theories, but I guess like for me, I've, I've even toyed with the idea of like accepting that, not accepting, but like, you know, my spirit guides are actually just me, but in different realities too. Mm. So like a it, level of sub- subconscious well, you know, like time doesn't exist, right? And it's like, it's proven by physics now that there's like multiple, like multiple dimensions, right? Carrying on at the same time. I know for me personally, often when I dream, I'll dip into all of them. And like, you know, they may be past lives, but they're all happening really at the same time. So like, are those spirit guides just different versions of me giving me information? Because they all feel like me Mm. in different ways, shapes or forms. And even beyond that, are we all just really the same conscious? Are we just like, are we just God consciousness just divided into all of these? Are you and I just, are we teaching each other something right now just to evolve the planet? I mean, I'm definitely learning a lot because there's a a lot of levels of consciousness there. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. And like... Just the, and the thing is like, there's no answer. Mm. It's just this curiosity. Mm. It's like, oh, I love just being a soul in a human body, getting to ask all of these questions and being curious and like, is it this, is it that? And because like the answer is, it's probably all of it. So do you set aside time to be like, I need to connect 
with my guides or is it okay because otherwise they'll be pests and you have to like just like anything I always hold like really strong boundaries um with my my guides or any any kind of spirit trying to or alien or whatever it is (laughs) trying to come through and because they're very respectful and even like um you know darker spirits whatever it is they have to respect you really essentially so you just have to be conscious of them um so I know for me I'll often like when I'm meditating or when I'm in a space or I'll always like call them call them in mm-hmm. or if I feel like I need to talk to them or get some advice call them in and for me I don't like see them sitting right in front of me I know for some people they do I just hear them I hear their different voices I see them in my mind's eye third eye whatever you want to call it in your fucking head um and it's so funny I've spoken to other people I spoke to um a friend of mine the other day and she was talking about how it happened for her it was literally just like all of a sudden her chakra just her crown chakra just like burst open and all of a sudden she was just downloaded with information and she was she thought that she was going crazy she's like there are voices in my head and I'm like oh I used to always think the same I'm like am I fucking mad because I hear voices that aren't mine and they're giving me pretty good information though on their like I might be going crazy but my the inmates in my head the roommates in my head they're pretty good fucking crap information though about you yeah. or about things around you uh I do ask like I personally always ask permission to ask questions about other people so okay. if I want to know something about you for example I'll always ask my guides, like, do I have permission to access Danny's energy? Yeah. Or I'll ask you personally, because mm-hmm. I also am like, I barely have time to even figure out what's oh, going yeah. on in my own head, let alone anybody else's. And that's why when people are like, can you read for me? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but do you then have to be, to, to do something like that? And again, I think this is an understanding piece because people will go, oh, your spiritual, um, do you see my grandma? Like, yeah. do, can you tell my future? Because we don't understand the different elements of it. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. So do you literally I don't have to hone that craft if you were to do, you know, readings for someone? I just think everybody, everybody has the ability to communicate. Everyone. And it's just we all have different ways that we do it. And it's just about opening yourself up mm-hmm. as well. And like, you know, Tinkerbell believe in fairies it's there yeah it's there but if you're sitting there going it's not it's not it's not real it's not real it's not real yeah you're not gonna yeah any sign that comes to you you're gonna find a reason for it not to be a sign if you're intuitively guided and you are you know you have a relationship with spirit you know why you're here you know what you're supposed to be doing if spirit goes you are supposed to help you know you're basically just like a channel Um, And, you know, that's what a lot of them call themselves. It's just channels because that's really all they are. They're basically just like a spirit guide in human form Mm. helping you connect with spirit realm. And a lot of them can, you know, some of them can access the Akashic record, which sort of like, you know, that's where your soul contract is found or basically like the blueprint of your life. Some of them um, study astrology. Some of them are mediums and can like genuinely communicate with those that have passed. Some can like see beyond that. You know, there's lots of different, I don't know. It's sort of like there's plumbers and there's electricians and there's builders and there's this and there's that. And, you know, everyone has different abilities, Mm. sort of the same thing really. And like, they all have different ways that they communicate. Um, but then there's just like, you know, the average Joe, who like for me, yeah, I can talk to spirits. Yeah, I can communicate. Yeah, I can sort of see people coming through and coming in or whatever. But it's the, my that's not my role on this earth. I just use that skill to do the stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or I just use that to make to be in communication and be in alignment with my role. Do you find that that's a good compass I guess for the decisions that you make in your life a hundred percent whenever I lead from it whenever I like you know become more ego focused which happens all the time all the time I'll sit there and it's and it's often when there's just resistance coming up so I'm going you know like even with my business that I've created and stuff like that and there's this constant when you're 
when you are being spirit-led and heart-led, you find yourself constantly pivoting Mm. because especially in business, it doesn't look like the normal business structure. It doesn't look like this masculine business structure that we've been told where it's like you come up with a plan, you've got your business plan, you've got your business structure, you do this, 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 A, B, C, and D. 30, 90, 120. Yeah, 100%. smart action plan. Yes, all of that. It's yeah. like, okay, you start with this, you've got this idea, you bring these people in and you, um, you know, but then you actually learn something. Mm. Oh, ego's come in, blah, blah, blah. This has happened. You need to trust the timing. It's not supposed to come yet wait for this, you're supposed to learn this, blah, 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 pivot, pivot, pivot. And it's like a mind fuck. And because it's like, you know, having a child essentially where they're just like this mirror going. (laughs) I will guide you. (laughs) I have to guide you. I have shit to teach you. I have shit to teach you. I have shit to teach you. For me, I've experienced the same thing in business. It's like, I have shit to teach you constantly. But, you know, allowing your intuition to lead you yeah and as I was saying it sort of often comes up in resistance it's like this is not working why is it why does it not feel good why does the energy exchange not feel nice why am I not enjoying it and spirit's like bitch get rid of it your ego is attached to this outcome what happened if we just removed that trust us get rid of it and then you're like okay And then you get rid of it and you're like, oh my God, the world hasn't fucking ended. In fact, we've evolved. And now... the same with people with this? When I fuck people off. Yeah. Always. But I see like, I I love fucking people off in... (laughs) It sounds really bad. Can you just say that one more time? I don't think you really... I love fucking people off. Because you're an Aquarius. Oh yeah, I haven't asked you the question. So it's a bit easier for me. Um... But because to me, I just see like both ends of it. Yeah. It's never done maliciously. Mm. I'm just like the energy exchange isn't nice. And I'm very attuned to like energy. And if the energy doesn't feel good, like the amount of times Chris has been like, you know, I love this. This will be such a good property. We'll have to get this or we need to do such and such. And I, and I go there and I go, nope. Yeah. Nope, nope, no. Nope. Yeah. My whole body is saying no. Yeah. Everything about this is a no for me. And he's like, no, but logically. And I'm like, no, mm, but intuitively. Yeah. And always. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm always I agree right. With that though. Yes. Like it's the same as if you go to someone's house, even yes. if you're not going to purchase it or you're mm-hmm. with a group of people, you can definitely pick up on that sort of stuff. Oh, Anyone can, I think, if you listen to it. That's the difference. And we've always like society's told us to ignore that. Yeah, because you've got to be polite. Yes. You've got to be friendly and you've got to be kind and respectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like logically this and like, you know, you have to be polite. Yeah, you have to you have to show up as such and such for whatever it is. But yeah. like if your body's screaming no, doll, that is like intuition. That yeah. is like a no. I think it's good for people to have an understanding and particularly like even for me, you know, again, I'm very open to this whole other realm or um, – things that you can tap into that I don't really know much about. But mm-hmm. when you say something spiritual, people just go woo-woo. Oh, it's yeah. woo-woo. It's too mm-hmm. woo-woo for me. And I, you know, from someone who's, I've done Reiki, I've done kinesiology, I don't talk to spirit guides, but it completely amazes me as to what can be found through doing those processes. So I think mm-hmm. we all need to be a little bit more open-minded. It's the same with, you know, crystals and astrology and all that kind totally. of stuff. Like we're all just trying to navigate this wild world together. I mean, astrology is science. It's yeah. literally shit written in the stars. And yeah. astrology blows my mind with its accuracy. Insane. Even like one of my friends is an astrologist and like the last couple of years she's like this month will look like such and such because mercury and i don't know one of the other planets are having a biff and like i don't know whatever and this will happen and i'm like okay every time i'm like that is shocking to me that that happened every time i like lose my shit i'm like is it mercury and retrograde yeah that, that's the only terminology i know i'm like Always. is it a full moon something's yes. going on here. i'm like the moon is the moon the moon's being cunt that's why we're like this 
That's why my children yeah. are doing my head in. Yeah, blame it on the moon. Blame I know, I'm moon. like, I get it. You have a lot of emotions, but it's just a lot for me. We could honestly talk about this for so long, but I'm running out of time. Yeah, I was so like, we're gonna, but obviously, um, and I'll put all the details in the show notes in terms of the red tent and the business and all the incredible things that you're doing in the yes, mental health space. There's a lot of stuff and both that's change. The quote unquote normal pathways of counseling and psychology and then the other things that you can explore mm-hmm. to help heal and grow and all that so sort of stuff. many modalities oh, and so it's gonna be many. incredible there's so much going on but before we wrap up i want to throw this to you because you know you've got three kids now yes it was a little bit different when we did the podcast last time yeah. woody's been on your lap this whole time she's permanently attached to you which is adorable because she's fantastic but how do you ever find time just for Mickey? I like to call it the me before mummy and connecting with mm. that mum life balance piece. What do you do just to feel like you or to give back to you? At the moment, I mean, it uh, it often changes. I've, it's like a real priority for me because I know I can tell when I need more time for myself because yep. I, like being a mum is um, – it's getting hard or I feel like I'm being a bad mum. I feel like I'm not showing up enough, like mm. the way that I want to show up. Um, so often I just, you know, will spend some time with friends. If I'm in a space where it's like I haven't made enough time for myself, I just run away. <laughs> I, just, I actually I saw that you're running now. So literally <laughs> yeah. running away. So that's actually my literally new thing. Literally running away. But like, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm not creating the space <laughs> consciously and I'm too – and it's too much, I would just go, Chris, here are the kids. I'm off. And really? I just get in the car and I fuck off. And he just goes, I'm just going to assume she'll be back in a few hours. And it just takes me every now and then, just make sure you're alive. Hope you're just hope you're alive. <laughs> Um, and I think sometimes that's, that's perfect because, you know, there's also seasons and I think that it's also really important not to compare what your goal, like, you know, you see some mum on Instagram who like me at the moment, I'm like, I'm going for a run every day. I'm doing this and I'm (laughs) loving that. I'm loving that I'm doing that. But like, I've only just come to that space where that feels good. Anytime before that, like. Because it's not just like, it's not like you just have to make the time. It's like, well, it's not just my physical time. It's exactly what we spoke about before. The emotional load, the mental load. I mentally don't have the space for that. I'm feeling overwhelmed as it is. So it's like pick one thing. I always say, try every day, if you can, say no to one thing and yes to another. Oh, I like that. So it's like if someone messages you, it literally could be as simple as this. Someone messages you and you look at it and you go, I don't even have the time. I just, I can't respond to that. Mm -hmm. That's your no. That's your no. And your yes can be, I am going to make a coffee. Yes, add to cart. That's exactly right. Purchase something (gasps) because it's on sale. Yes, or I'm going to call someone who Mm. I know makes me feel really good. Or I'm going to just go for a little walk outside. I'm going to close my eyes for five minutes and just check in. Just be like, okay, let's just take some deep fucking breaths. (laughs) Just one yes, one no. Just making the appointment for some me time. It's like, that's like, yes, yes to you. Yes to you, no to someone else. Yeah. And that's why I love asking this question, right? Because everybody is at different points and it's such a valid thing to be conscious of Mm -hmm. that, you know, you might have a child the same age as Samantha on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but she might've not been out or gone out for dinner with her girlfriends for six months straight. And she's gone out once and she's documented it. You know, you might have those snippets of time where you do get for, go for a run every single day. Mm -hmm. Like it is very different. And we, yeah we need to stop comparing and it's hard it's so hard so hard but being aware of i don't know where everybody's at and you just need to be so gentle just with yourself too and Mm. being like just recognizing where you're at in your journey and just how you're feeling emotionally you know like it doesn't it's not just about like the as i said it's not just the physical time it's not just like how many kids you have it's not you know like you compare yourself you might have one kid and someone's got four kids and they're able to go to the gym seven days a week and yet you can barely get out of the fucking house yeah 
don't compare yourself. Yeah. Trust me, it's easier with four kids than being a first-time mum. Yeah. A million percent. I Like, me personally, having three kids is easier than having one child. I mean, not now that I've got three kids and I take two away. That's different. But only having one from the beginning. It's a know. lot. And it's a, and you've got to adjust to it too. There's yes. a period of time where you have to figure shit out. But thank you so much to my beautiful friend, Mickey. You are all kinds of amazing. I will put the details of the red tent and all of Mickey's details into the show notes. Make sure that you head over to Instagram and check them out as well as the website. But thank you so much for joining me. I feel like we'll need to do this again next week just as an excuse for us to just to catch up, drink so bubbles, and just pop a little mic in front of our faces. Yeah. Woody's we, like, that's a firm no from yeah, me, Woody's girlfriend. Yeah, Woody's like, I am done. <laughs> Bitches, I need you to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for a chat. I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself. If you did, feel free to share it on socials and tag at Mummy Republic or at Danny Rogers. And if you want to hear more conversations, click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. In the meantime, don't forget to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the me before mummy.